Welcome in to Under the Husk. I am here with Monsieur Saucé. <coughs> Genois. Genois. And we are into week 11 in the Who is the OG Corn Man League. Things are really heating up. We're going to change it up a little bit this week. Uh, but before we do, Gino, say hi to the people. Hello, everyone. And it's great to see HHC, top of Israel division, top of all of Corn. Two-game winning streak despite... Not putting up 100 points. Wow, look at that. Sanchez, how you doing there? Five and five? Your season's over. Yeah, there was some talk uh, from my co-host that Boats is a seller. Um, he does still, I believe, hold a playoff spot. So that might be a little bit aggressive. But speaking of playoff spots, we're, we're now into week 11. We're in crunch time. We're moving the playoff preview segment up to the top of the list. Absolutely. So here we go, ladies and gentlemen. In Israel, maintaining his division lead, <clears throat> Joey Bags, Hoboken Hellfire Club, with an 8-2 and two record, as mentioned, on a two-game win streak, putting up combined 160 points. Hoboken Hellfire Club leading the division. In Palestine, DMP retains wow. the division lead over his brother, Cosmic Gumbo, with a 6-4 and four record. Looking like a formidable opponent. Going back to Israel in third place overall, the Iron Dome holding a 7-3 and three record. Currently on a five-game heater looking to catch HHC in the weeks to come. We'll see. We'll stay in Israel for the... Well, actually, no. We're going to go back to Palestine for second place, holding that divisional playoff spot. Cosmic Gumbo, the older brother and oldest son of Don Pugliese, holding a 6-4 and four record, only behind on divisional record tiebreak. So he's not the older brother and the oldest son of Don Pugliese. He's the older brother of Eric and the oldest son of Don Pugliese. Well, he's Pugliese. both. He can't be the oldest brother of Don Pugliese. No, he's the oldest brother of DMP. Yeah, but he's saying <laughs> <laughs> The way it came out saying he's he's Don Pugliese's son and brother, which would have been there's incest somewhere. All right. <laughs> anyway. Holding the number one, the number one wild card spot in another shakeup, Snake Eyes. Give at it six and four on a three-game, very quiet three-game win streak. Oh, really, yeah. really trying to grab hold of a playoff spot. Pulling himself up by his bootstraps. Out from the cellar of the league, mm -hmm. looking to be in the dance. Yeah. Finally, the team we just mentioned, Boats and Young Ho, holding the final wild card spot at five and five, with a very respectable point total, but on a little bit of a skid. I'll tell you what, Jim, as it stands, I would have to play him in the first round. Don't love that. But that is where we stand with Z Phantoms at five and five. Z Shrimp at five and five and Nadadi Kongju at five and five. These are the only three teams that remain in the playoff hunt. Mm -hmm. And it looks like they will be fighting if things go according to plan for Snake Eyes, for Cosmic and for DMP, one spot between the four of them. I think probably two. Uh, I gotta say the biggest surprise heading into week 11, my opinion, it's gotta be Nadadi Kongju. We all talked about him making a run back of the title. He's five and five on the outside looking in. But he's more than just one game back because Snake Eyes has not only the game in hand, but also more points. I believe they play each other down the stretch, too. 
That's going to be huge. And another surprise, we talked about them a lot already. We'll talk about them a lot more. Boats, five and five, struggling. Looks like he's taking on some water. So he's sinking as opposed to elevating. It'll be fun to see how it all shakes up. Yeah, let's uh, talk about how we got here mm-hmm. with the Week 10 recap. Brought to you by Mr. Raps. Brought to you by Mr. Raps. In a game that we both got wrong, the shrimp, we said this, we shouldn't be betting against them, puts up a very respectable 123, takes down Evil Stevie, who again fails to put up 100 points, losing 123 to 95. Yeah, it was a respectable performance from Shrimp after uh, a few weeks where he kind of dudded. Uh, he gets back on the right track, Justin Jefferson, which pretty much the catch of the year. Uh, those gloves are already, by the way, retired into the Hall of Fame. I don't know if you saw that tweet, but he put up 34 points. Aaron Jones put up 25. I know he gave away Leonard Fournette. Didn't seem to matter. Evil Stevie, on the other hand. Bagel from Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He's getting filtered out of the offense. Evil Stevie is on a six-game losing streak, I believe, going nowhere fast. He did get some nice production from Terry McLaurin. Um, and obviously Matt Ryan back into the lineup. But Shrimp, don't bet against him. Don't bet against him because when you do, he'll surprise you. Yep. And in a game that had massive playoff implications for both teams, Ziff Phantoms with a very strong 148 over to Daddy Kong Jew, putting up just 96 points. Yeah, a lot of talk about HHT not breaking 100. How about the Daddy Kong Jew not breaking 100? Um, however way you slice and dice it, the Phantoms, though, with Justin Fields pretty much being the best quarterback over the past three weeks, he put up 42 points, 148 from the Phantoms. He's fighting for a playoff spot, even though he's essentially one game out. He's got the pieces to make a run. Saquon keeps on trucking along at 26. Daddy Kong Ju, though, a lot of single digits. Debo, Brandon Cooks, Dave Montgomery, Alvin Kamara, not getting it done as Ray gives me a high five. Daddy Kong Ju, talked about him already. It might be time to panic. Yeah, I mean, again, a team that probably they and us didn't expect to be in this position. No. Moving on, Snake Eyes. Snake Eyes. Taking down and knocking them off the perch in Palestine, beating Gumbo 132-95 to to maintain and solidify his hold on a playoff spot. Yeah, I thought Gumbo was going to be victorious. I got it wrong. You back, Snake Eyes. You were right. Snake Eyes did it with a zero on his roster as well. Zero points from Alex Pierce. He also did it with a 1.7 performance from A.J. Brown. So you think if A.J. Brown's going to you know, be a boomer bust type of guy and he busts, Snake Eyes also is going to bust. But he scores 24 from James Conner, his first good game in a long time, 21 from Travis Kelsey, solid production from McCaffrey and Damian Pierce, although you'd like to see more from those guys. And then Davis Mills and Kirk Cousins just doing enough. Gumbo, on the other hand, another guy who didn't crack 100. I was backing him up last week. He had a lot of single digits this week, including Corderell Patterson, Derrick Henry, Alan Lazard, and Alan Robinson. He's pretty much been single digits all year. Better days are ahead for Gumbo. It was a bad performance. It was a bad spot. But from here on out, all division games, this is where Gumbo is going to shine. So I don't think that the 94 points is indicative of him moving forward. Yeah, and maybe uh, in our next matchup, we, we this guy, uh, maybe we pissed him off. You picked Gumbo to win Palestine. I picked Boats. DMP puts up the weak high, taking down JOS 167 to 135. Yeah. And JOS's misfortunes continue. 
Yes, and we'll get into that in just one hot second. But DMP, we both picked against him. He was pissed off. We both said this was a get-right game after losing two in a row, two kind of tough heartbreakers. He knew he was going to get right. 26 from Jonathan Taylor. All of a sudden, he's back in the fold as an RB1. 25 from Devontae Adams. 22 from Tony Pollard coming off a bye. And 23 from Jalen Hurts, although not his best game. Goes to show you how valuable he really is. He did all that with some duds, including Mike Evans and Lenny Fournette. DMP has really, I don't want to say answered our questions because those questions didn't need to be answered. He just showed himself that he's on top of Palestine for a reason. On the other side, we mentioned JOS essentially eliminating him from the playoffs. And this is what I call a dream breaker. You know, there's always some teams who is right there in the playoff hunt. They've had a few strings of bad luck, but this one is an absolute dream crusher. 135 points, you expect that to get it done, but just... You know, overwhelmed by a very, very good DMP team. And he had 32 points from Mahomes, had 18 from Godwin, just wasn't enough. JOS, sorry, man, look for 2023. Because this year is over. Yeah, I mean, they'll they'll definitely be citing that uh, accumulative point total mm-hmm. uh, because it is it is, you know, if we're going by strictly points, which we don't. They would certainly be holding a playoff spot, but unfortunate it happens in every league every year. Uh, you just you hate to see it. But DMP going to be a force moving forward. Next matchup, Iron Dome gets to five games in a row with another big performance, taking down Motley Jew one sixty four to one nineteen. Yeah, uh, I think he he's already answered, or they have already answered for their crimes in terms of. Is it an investigation warranted, not starting the right players? However way you slice and dice at Motley Jew is not going to beat Iron Dome this week. 30 points from Christian Kirk. He had a monster game. 36 from CD. He had a monster game. Despite some of these small efforts from Travis Etienne and DeAndre Swift, still getting 164 points. Would have been the weekly high if not for the aforementioned DMP. That move from Marcus Mariota. Pays dividends, although you didn't really need him. You're going to need him again this week. We'll get into that. Nice showing from Iron Dome. Hottest team right now in all of OG corn. Motley Jew, what do I have to say? Put the G back because it's Motley Goo. I mean, he again, we'll talk about it in just one second, but would have beat you. Yes. Yeah. But it's Goo. It's Goo. And hey, I mean, he had his opportunity to beat I, me last week, and he I, didn't. I'm just saying we want to talk about Goo. We'll, we'll be done with, with my matchup. The goo of the week that that saw a, a combined a hundred and seventy something points here, uh, HHC squeaking by ninety three eighty four. Two teams, I think, that need to be asking questions. I don't think one team needs to be asking questions. That's mine. I you think- have put up. Okay, 80 and 93 yes, back-to-back and, and weeks. Those, those were by far the worst two weeks that I've had with buys. And I, you, I, have you ever heard of trends? Okay. Anyway, I'm going to hold Boats accountable here. Going into Monday night, <laughs> he, was, he was down by three points, and he had Devontae Smith and I, Brian Robinson. He was probably thinking, I'm going to win. He had a chance to win the game, and he fucking didn't. Well, he and I did, and Brian Robinson had a great game, and Devontae Smith had an all right game, but he didn't seize the opportunity. So whatever you say about I'm a fraud, going into Monday night, Boats had a chance to win. This, this storyline is much more about Boats being 5-5. Five and five. And his season essentially being done. Oh, that's ridiculous. He has, he's in the playoffs right now. His season is done. His season is done. Cooper Cup's gone. 
Brees Hall's gone. Boats, you're done, man. This this game was more about you. If he won and he was six and four, I would not be saying that. But he's five and five. He's barely holding on to a playoff spot. Bye bye, Boats. So who takes that last spot then? Phantoms, Nadaddy Kong, any of those five and five teams. Shrimp, any oh. of those five and five teams. Okay. All, all Boats, I'm saying, you're done. All I'm saying is back to back weeks. If HHC back to back weeks, if HHC plays anyone else in the league, he loses. That's um, all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. And if I did lose, I would still be six and four and still be in the playoff spot. So. Yeah, no, but I'm just saying you you are. I'm just building myself fraudulent as a division leader, just the same way that Evil Stevie was last year. And Evil Stevie more and so. He Evil didn't Stevie. win a playoff game, and Evil, neither will you. Evil Stevie <laughs> more so of a fraud. I get my guys back. Okay, I get Marquise Hollywood Brown back. Yeah, but but you also have guys that are just total fucking cloggers on your roster. Like who? Seventeen points from Brian Robinson. <laughs> we'll get Jeff into it. Back. I we'll, get Lamar back. We'll get into it in the preview. Yep. That is week ten recap. That is how we got to our current playoff situation. Genoa, please grab me another beer while you're no. up. No. Yes. No, I, I, listen, this isn't. We tell the truth on this pod. I'm just telling the truth. You know, I'm just telling the truth, and and that's what the people need to hear. Before you go any further, I've been saying for a while that I think there are spots in Sanchez's team where it's a little, it's a little eh. And one of them was Keenan. The other one was Hunter Renfro. Adam Thielen hasn't been good. Jacoby Myers and Devontae Smith are good, not great. Like, I'm sorry, Boats. You're done. This week, this week 10 result is way more about you and not me. You had the opportunity to beat me. I gave you every chance to beat me. I literally hung it on a platter and said, just score 93 points, and you couldn't do that. This is way more about you. You want truth and honesty? Your team? Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that there's nothing to be said about uh, boats here, but you're sitting across from me, and I'm talking to you. You need to be concerned about your team. I'm not concerned at all. Well, yeah, of course you're not. Joey Bags, but I'm not concerned at all. Okay. Boats is shaking in his boots. Boats is shaking in his boots. <laughs> uh, week 11 preview. I think we have an ad read. No, we don't. We weren't able to secure one. We were in negotiations, I, I, literally uh, up to the, to the pressing of the record button, but couldn't get it done. Couldn't get it done. Uh, Genoa, can you hold your fucking mic up to your mouth, you piece of garbage? When I talk, I hold it up. Yeah, but but what if there's, like, something that you need to retort immediately on? Then I'll pick it up. All right. Week 11 preview, best episode of the year. Our first matchup, an intriguing one. Spicy. It's not one that could end a playoff team's hopes or a, a hopeful playoff team's hopes. One and nine, Evil Stevie remains inside of Israel, traveling across town to his older brother's territory, taking on a five and five Nadadi Kongju on a two game losing streak, putting up, you know, pretty low point totals. Really, really in need of a win to keep pace in the playoff race. Yeah, absolutely. Right now, Nadi Khan is 5-5. Five and five. He has Evil Stevie this week. If you look ahead on his schedule, he has Snake Eyes in Week 12, Iron Dome in Week 13, and then Nadi Khan in Week 14. So if there's ever a game to win for the slumping Nadi Khan Jew, it is this week against his younger brother who is going on a two-year tank job. Um, Nadi Khan Jew, 
Right now, projected 133, you would seem like that's a lot for a team that's been middle of the pack for a long time. He does have some nice matchups on paper, although some of them I'm scratching my head about. I do like the Herbert matchup against Kansas City. I think he'll be playing from behind. I do like the Daniel Jones matchup. I like that ad overall for Nadadi Kongju. Um, hate the Alvin Kamara matchup, and I hate the Josh Jacobs matchup. Going against the Rams and the Broncos, respectively, I think they're going to get shut down. But here's where it gets really interesting. T. Higgins against Pittsburgh. Yes, please. Debo Samuel and George Kittle against Arizona. Yes, please. And then Cortland Sutton against the Raiders. So it's all said and done. I think Nadadi Kangju has a nice bounce back week. He has to win this week because this very well might be his last opportunity to make a playoff push. The next three weeks are going to be tough for him. I think he gets the hand of his older, older brother. I'm sorry, his younger brother. I don't see Evil Stevie cracking 100. He's been gritty the past few weeks, though, uh, despite all of his trades and all the pieces that have left his roster. But I think Daddy Kong Chu shows up to play. Wouldn't be surprised if he floats with like 145, 150 points and might smell a weekly high. I don't think it's going to happen because of his running backs. But big performance here from the Daddy Kong Ju. He needs it more than ever. He's a desperate team, and I do not want to play a desperate Daddy Kong. Give me 139. To 88 in the Daddy Kong Joe. You have agreement in the outcome. However, I don't see 138. Ooh, okay. I, I, I think that, what did you have, 138 to what? 88? 138 to 88. I, yep. I can see the 88 being within, <laughs> you know, yeah. a standard deviation. Uh, but I do think that Nadadi Kong has showed uh, the past couple weeks that he is more right now a team that's in the 120 range. Um, and I think in most weeks, that doesn't get it done this week. I think it does. I'm going to take Nadadi Kong 122 to 96 over Evil Stevie. If there's going to be a situation where Evil Stevie does just like a dying star emits some light, I think it's against his older brother. So it could be a little closer than we're predicting. But I think that just the, the team he's rolling out, it, it can't really beat anyone. And... The Daddy Kong gets it done, maybe gets a little bit of false hope as he holds on in the playoff race. Yep, I like it. Moving on, an interest. I love this matchup. I love this. Matchup. I love this matchup. I, I I don't know. You're not looking at the show notes, so I don't know no, if you're, you you do. I you know where we're match. going. I love this matchup. <laughs> this is interesting because it's a, it's it's two teams that typically love to do the opposite of what we right. pick. Right. Um, and two teams who with the win. Probably, well, not probably, but have the ability to main, to, to take hold of the playoffs. But mm-hmm. the teams I'm talking about here are five and five Ziff Phantoms and five and five the Shrimp. Um, I would say that this game right here ends one of these teams' season. I do, I do as well. I'll let you get into it, but yeah, definitely, absolutely. No, that's all I got. I, I mean, I, I'm going to let you break this down. I'll jump back in, but at five and five, chasing teams that have substantially more points than them in mm-hmm. the wild card race, you, it's a must win. I mean, here's the thing. So, Phantoms three games after this, right? Cosmic Gumbo, DMP, Motley Juice. We have to play both Puglisi's yeah. right now, one and two in the division, and then Motley Juice should be a win. For the shrimp, similar story. After this week, has to play DMP, uh, Motley Jew, and then Boats. So two tough teams and Motley Jew, not Gumbo. So right now, if you're either of these two teams, you have to think this is the win. 
and Motley Goo is the win. I get to 7-7. Seven and seven. I might knock off one of those top two teams. I might get in an 8. I'm definitely going to get in an 8-6. You have to think if you beat the right teams. Yeah, well, but you I might would say sneak the, in at the, seven and seven. Shrimp getting boats is right because if he could beat them, right, exactly. So if you say win this game, beat Motley, upset one of those, I'm in an eight and six. You have to feel really good about yourself. But that's the thing; it starts right now. This time next week, the loser of this team, we're pretty much saying no. They're, they're done. They're dream out. crusher. Yeah. Bye bye. Right. I really like Justin Fields' matchup this week. He's going up against Atlanta. Um, we picked it, hint, hint, tease, tease, in the fade Geno 5. I also like Russell Wilson's matchup this week. I know Russell Wilson's been, Unlimited. how should I say it, ass the past few weeks or the past season. but he yeah, the whole the, year. The whole year. <laughs> country. But he does get the Raiders, so I really like that. The other side, Shrimp going to be, uh, Jared Goff going against a tough New York Giants team. It's going to be cold. It's going to be windy. I hate that matchup. Baker Mayfield going up against a rested Ravens defense. Hate that for him. Uh, a few other ones to pinpoint. Uh, the big one for me is Saquon Barkley because that Detroit Lions defense is ass. And I also like DJ Moore to cannibalize any production that Baker gets. So watch out for a wipeout here. But Cole Komet, too, has been one of the better tight ends over the past three weeks. Look for him to continue to make a big impact. If Justin Jefferson doesn't have a 34-point game, which back-to-back weeks is going to be tough, I don't see the shrimp pulling this one out. Aaron Jones gets a nice matchup tonight to start it off. But at the end of the day, I think the Phantoms comes out on top. I think he gets the win. I think guys like Wandale Robinson, I think guys like Deontay Johnson all of a sudden find the end zone and have nice games because Deontay Johnson hasn't scored a touchdown all year. Big wins to the Phantoms. Going to be close. Not going to be high scoring. 128 to 118. Shrimp just does not get enough done after a very, very over, how should I say it, mm, over exceeding expectations performance last week. He exceeded expectations last week. <laughs> there we go. Put a bow on it, Gino. As always, Gino. A true wordsmith. Uh, I, you have agreement, um, and, I, and I think I'll say this. I believe at this moment in the season, Zephantums has a better quarterback, running back, wide receiver, and you can even argue tight end room right now with the team he's rolling out. I think he's got a better roster. You could argue that the Shrimp may have the better running back room right now, but but – you're, you're starting two Jets running backs who are traveling to a very stout New England defense. Rested off a bye. It's going to be cold. Yep. I just – they have – they both have 10-point projections. I, I, don't, I don't see it. One could certainly get 20. Probably would mean that the other gets zero or a very small number. My point is it probably won't even hinge on that. But two teams, I think – Coming in with the same record, but in different, very different forms. The Phantoms has put up, he put up 150 about last week. He had a very respectable week before, but lost. I like the Phantoms. We've done this dance a few times in the past and, and have been burned for it, but I'm going with your pick. I'm taking the Phantoms. I'm going to say 128 to 114. I just want to read the Phantoms, if anyone's wondering. Yep. I just want to read a qu- quote here, right? And catch me if you. Understand this. We're coming off a heartbreaking loss, said the shrimp coach, Tyler wrote. Uh, the shrimp, they won. won <laughs> in week 10. 
against Evil Stevie. Yeah, but you never know, like, if he's talking about his home life, like, <laughs> his, did he lose a vape? I, like, I, yeah. Was we, he, is he talking about, like, the, the 13th district of Long Island's yeah, Congress yeah, race? Yeah, exactly. Like, who knows? We, we, about Arizona? We don't <laughs> yeah. know. We don't know. Um, I just wanted to throw that out there. I think No, we do know. Lee Zeldin lost. I will say this, though. I will say this, though. And this, this is a very, very big compliment to the Phantom's owner, Bradley Parrott. He had Dallas Goddard as his tight end one all year, right? Now, all of a sudden, he's on the IR. He just slide Cole Komet in there. And and I'll tell you what. That's been quite the stack. And guess what? Guess what? Guess what? Cole Komet gets hurt. He just slide Hunter Henry in there. Really good drafting. Is the Phantoms tight end you? Uh, 100% tight end you. Well, 100% tight end you. And guess what? Guess, Guess what he gets back in a few weeks? The massage part. Yeah, the cub man. So, <laughs> so, you know, I'm just saying, the Phantoms, very, very good job. I think he gets the win. I think he really ramps it up for the playoffs here. Yeah, I mean, everything about this matchup goes against, like, what you would, you, you, logically, a 500 Phantoms, you fade. They don't, they don't go above 500. But, and then logically, you can't fade the shrimp. But we are. It's just, you know, this, it's got it all. It's got the intrigue. But I do think the Phantoms go to 6-5, and five, depending on the Boats matchup, could be holding the playoff spot. So mm-hmm. really intriguing matchup uh, that these guys, I would imagine, are going to be uh, glued to the screen for. Moving on, one team seems to be destined for the playoffs. The other uh, can't seem to find a way to play a full roster. <laughs> I'm talking about Cosmic Gumbo and Motley Jew. Cosmic Gumbo coming in at six and four. Motley Jew coming in at three and seven. I would say in the race for the number one overall pick, but they're not. Uh, so a matchup that has far more meaning for Cosmic than it does Motley Jew. What do you see here? Yes. Two teams going in opposite directions. There's been a lot, a lot of chatter from Motley Jew in the group chat. Mm. A team that's what three and seven, um, compared to second place Cosmic Gumbo. Haven't heard a peep from Gumbo. I yeah. mean, you're just thinking he's just playing that. I'm going to make acquisitions and trades, and all of a sudden go on silent mode. I didn't, and I will say FDM this: picks less need style. I will own up to it. Maybe I don't know what your stance was, but I was very vocally. I didn't like the moves that Andrew made. I did. And, I did, and, and I will. I will admit that I'm wrong. Yep. Uh, but some of the trades he said he did say. Well, I'm take. I, I believe in this roster. I'm gonna send my picks out and see what we can do. Well, it's they fun. gotta win for it to really be worth it. It's but. funny you mention that because earlier this season. Dalvin Cook was on Motley. Now he's on Gumbo. They're playing each other. Kadarius Tony was the on Gumbo. The resurgence of Kadarius. Was on Gumbo. Now he's on Motley. Cordero Patterson, that's who Kadarius Tony was traded for. Goes from Motley to Gumbo. You talk about the trades. This one's got all of them. I love what Motley did, and it started with that Kadarius Tony trade because Cordero Patterson, yay, got hurt. But that looks like a good trade for both teams. It does look like a good because. Kadarius Tony's young and now on a better offense and still on a five dollar contract. What is it? We're not going to get into this. What does that say about the Giants? But he looked amazing. He looked great. He looked great. I think he just wanted that in New York. But anyway, I mean, he did flash last he year. He's more of a Kansas City guy. Anyway, 
Two teams heading in opposite directions, and I think Motley Jew, for the first time in two weeks, has the ability to start a fully healthy non-buy roster. Non-buy. Maybe like straight? And, and <laughs> straight, but like there will be no buys on the roster. Yeah. I call you, myself, how could we be sure about I, that? I caught myself right away. Uh, yeah. Zeke seems like he could be buy. Caught myself right away. For Gumbo, this is a big game because the next two weeks he has the Phantoms, he has Boats, and he has Deshaun's Massage Parlor. I think when we talk about hardest schedules from here on out, it is Gumbo. Ooh. Because he has to play the Phantoms. He has to play. So he has to win this game. So I'm getting into it. The Boats and then his brother, DMP. This game is not only for a playoff spot, but it's for seeding, too. Think about Gumbo, all those moves that he made. No, right? you, you, you want to win the division. And he's a yeah. thin team. He wants that buy. This is a must-win. I don't love some of the matchups. Um, starting with Kyler Murray going against the Niners. Don't love it. Don't love Derrick Henry going against the Packers, although the Packers did lose a handful of pieces. Um do like Corderell Patterson. Think he has a big game. I like Miles Sanders, especially with no Darius Slandard. Um, you look at a guy like Alan Lazard to get it started tonight. And you mentioned pre-show when we're off camera. Alan Robinson probably is going to have a good game because who else are you going to throw to? Uh, Mark Andrews, he's back against Carolina. I love it. I think this is a gumbo win. I know we're talking about this these two teams a lot. I know Motley Jew, there's been a lot of accusations thrown around. Look, from top to bottom right now, I think we'd all be pleasantly surprised at how competitive Motley Jew is playing. Agreed. I, I, I honestly do, and I think he, they are pleasantly surprised too. Got to get my pronouns right. I think Gumbo wins it. I think it's going to be about a 144 to 128 type of game. Gumbo making that push to be the number one seed, and he needs this win. Just talking about a desperate Nadadi Kangju, even more desperate uh, Cosmic Gumbo in terms of that playoff seed. You have disagreement. Oh. Motley Jew, a proud organization. They are. They are proud. And, and they do not like the chatter. That is well-warranted, by the way. They deserve everything that they're getting thrown at them right now. They're proud, though. They're not happy about this. I think they genuinely believe that the, the questionable tags on those players the last two weeks were, were real. Uh, maybe they're naive. Maybe they're foolish. Whatever it is, they're, they're a proud organization. And I don't think that they like these uh, allegations that have been hurled their way. And I'm looking. And I'm looking at this matchup. And, I, and like you, you, you referenced it, I like the matchups for Molly Jew. And you have players that are emerging at the right time. You have Isaiah Pacheco slated to be the starting running back for the Kansas City Chiefs playing a leaky Chargers defense. Leaky. Same team. Kadarius Tony. Very involved. They just put Hardbound, They the just IR. put Mikolmius on the IR. Amari has been fantastic. Dak looked pretty good hang last on, week. Hang on, hang on. I hate to cut you off. Yes, Amari's looked fantastic. That game moved from Buffalo to Detroit. That's huge. Yeah, it's massive. I was I was getting to that. But mm-hmm. my point is, I think that the the one seventeen projection is is a solid one typically in this league, and I do see a world where he can go over it. So. You have Cosmic Gumbo. I do think this is going to be a battle, but I think it's a it's another. Even though I have Cosmic definitely slotted into the playoffs, I do think it's a hiccup in his road forward. Motley Jew with a very surprising performance, one thirty three to one twenty eight in a very close matchup. I think you're just a Gumbo hater. Um, I'm not a Gumbo hater, but I, but I think you're a Gumbo hater. But I can see the upset because. Motley Goo has been right there the past few weeks in terms of upset. He already got one Puglisi brother. 
he's going around for another one. So I could see it. Is this like Undertaker meme? Uh, like at the door, or like the the what, what is it? The Death guy, like at the door, the Grim Reaper. Yeah, you've seen that yes, before. The, the Grim Reaper one. I mean, you were going around in circles, and I'm really high right now. Yeah, I mean, so the gummy is like, what, what are fully we, kicked. We're thirty. We're thirty two minutes into the pod. That's prime gummy. Like, oh God, it's peak. I'm now, peaking. Now it's like my back doesn't hurt. <laughs> I'm peaking. Uh, okay, moving on. I'm looking I, – I, I try to do – now, my, my new style is I do a little bit of a story before, so I don't want to reveal the teams, uh, you know, until, in, in, until the story has been told. Um, this is one of those have – you, have you ever seen, like, fantasy football Twitter where they'll tweet, like, player A's stats and player B's stats, and then you got to, like, pick which guy you think it is? You, you know what I'm talking about, Gina? Mm-hmm. This is one where you put these two teams in like a play, a team A, team B format. Who's in first place? Who's in uh, second to last in their division? I think you'd stump a lot of people. I'm talking about HHC and I'm talking about JOS. Their point totals very close together. Uh, one team, very notably, in the lead in Israel. The other team, um, out of contention. I think we we've put their uh, potential playoff bid to bed. Uh, but with a very uh, well-documented high points against average. So Hoboken Hellfire taking on HH – sorry, HHC is Hoboken Hellfire. Yes. Taking on JOS in an inter intra-divisional matchup within Israel with maybe not massive implications for either team, but one that I think can vindicate some of the demons for JOS. Yeah, uh, last time these two teams played, back in week two, JOS had about a 36-point lead heading into Monday night. A combination of Stefan Diggs, Dawson Knox, and Robert Woods got the 40 points for HHC. He won. It's really been that type of year for JOS. But here's the thing. On any given week, I agree with you. This game is going to be a lot closer. JOS has a handful of people on buys. And this could be, oh, Gino's getting lucky. He has Trevor Lawrence, forced to start Derek Carr. <clears throat> Derek ass. Derek ass. <laughs> he has Jalen Waddle on the bye. He has Chris Godwin on the bye. And they have Kenneth Walker on the bye. Not very good. If you want to beat a team who's 8-2, and two, who's getting healthier. Guys coming off a bye for HHC, Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, Tyler Boyd, by the way, Stephon Diggs and Dawson Knox, instead of six feet of snow, they're going to Detroit. You know who they play next week on Thanksgiving? That's right, Detroit. Think about this for Buffalo. They travel to Detroit. They're staying there for 10 days. That sucks. Nope. It sucks for them. Because you're in Detroit. Yes. I would imagine they're going home, by the way. They're not going to fucking stay there for two weeks. But it's not two weeks. They play on Thursday. I still think they're going home for Thanksgiving. Or no, it's, it's it's they're going home to the snowstorm in Buffalo. No, they're oh no, they're playing on Thanksgiving. Yes, in Detroit. That's, That's su- my that whole sucks. Point. <laughs> I re- I, it sucks for them. You're ruining my whole thing. I wouldn't want to be in Thanksgiving for but it's or very, Detroit for Thanksgiving. It's very very good for like a scheduling preparation mental stamp. I'm telling you, yeah, it know, is. I, you're really right. Good. You're right. But sorry, com- any Detroiters. And they're coming it. off a really just crazy game where they should not have lost. They also lost a week prior to the Jets. If there's ever a time where Stephon Diggs, Dawson Knox, and Josh Allen are going to go off, it's home in a dome at another team's place where you're playing them in four days from then, four days from now. Um, I think they could pick apart the Browns just like the Dolphins did. 
Tyler Boyd coming off a bye. We talked about it with T. Higgins going up against the Steelers. Love that. Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards playing the Panthers. Huge, huge performances. Yes, Andy Dalton is a fire crotch, and he sucks. I guess that hurts Alave. I do think Brian Robinson is in for another good game because he's playing the Texans. And Nick Chubb, fine, give me 15. I think HHC rolls. Don't think this one's uh, particularly close. I think it's 134. Yes, HHC finally gets back over 100 points. To 110 JOS. Big win for HHC. He gets to 9 and 2. You have disagreement. You're um, just a hater at this point. There's no logic behind that. That might on. be true. That might be true. And I might be on your tail. And I might be looking for some help within the division. But you know what? Help on his way. <laughs> I, I think some of the pictures that you painted for JOS's matchups are not as gloomy as they may seem. Mahomes. In what could potentially, if things work out the way that they should, or, or, or that, that, that the NFL wants, this game's going to produce 70 points. And I think Mahomes going to be in on a lot of those 70 points. Then you look down the roster. Ramondre, I think he's in for a big game against well, the Jets. last time I played the Jets, he scored 20. So that's kind of what I expect out of him. Well, I just think that the Patriots have a game plan that involves 40 runs. And, and good defensive play. They don't want to throw. 100%. They don't want to throw to that secondary. And and I think they can get it done on the ground. Now, talk about an under, by the way, that if you want to take an under in a game. That, that might be one of them. I may be a hater, but I, I really think that the Andy Dalton-Olave stack, I think you need Jameis back. I, I really do for that I agree. stack. I agree. Um, Tyler Boyd came crashing down to earth. There's a bye week. What? One game. I know, but he, he hasn't done what you would have wanted him to do with no Jamar. And I, I'm sorry, can't trust a Baltimore running back. Especially when you're starting Lamar. I don't know. You say that it's not based on reality. It's not based on fact. I'm taking JOS. I'm, I'm, I'm sticking with Genoa having low scoring games. 122 to one. 14, JOS, with a win that may feel a little bittersweet because they're out of the playoffs, but one that may afford me the opportunity to take the lead in Israel. Selfish. Go it's on. not selfish. This is, this is showbiz. Next you... game. <laughs> Gino's bitter. Uh, I'm not bitter. I'm going to roll. I'm going to mop the floor. Our next game, it didn't get pegged as the game of the week. I, I hate that. It's cer- yeah. well, it, it certainly could have. I think that this the, the game of the week is right. By the way, yeah, actually, yeah, you're right, you're right. You're right. Um, this got flexed out, but th- this was in. This was holding. <laughs> game. Like in the beginning of the season, yes, this yeah. was holding. This is it. Yeah, <laughs> this is game of the week. Uh, the story that I'm going to tell, it's going to give the teams away very quickly. This is team one and team two in the Palestine division last year, both vouching for a championship. One team ultimately got done. I'm talking about boats. I'm talking about DMP. In a matchup that actually, if I'm looking at this correctly... A little closer than you might think. No, no, no. If Boats wins and Cosmic loses, Boats, division leader. So, well, actually, that's not entirely true. He would have to make up a bit of a... Because they would be tied on divisional record. He would need to make up a 62-point... Deficit in the points four column. So no, Boats has more points. No, he doesn't. Yeah, he does. Not than Deshaun. 
No, then uh, no. I'm saying if there's, it, 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 yeah, but if boats wins. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. sorry. DMP would still hold the spot. Yeah, yeah. My point is, this is a massively, massively important game mm-hmm. that could really shake up not only Palestine, but I think the teams who are chasing in the wild card spots as well. If all of the top three teams in Palestine go to six and five, that is that is must see TV over there. Um, but a very exciting matchup could have been game of the week. Six and four division leading Deshaun's massage parlor taking on five and five in Gino's opinion, reeling boats and young ho in a playoff, potentially a playoff preview type of game. Yes. And both these teams are not at full health slash not straight because there's bye weeks. Um, nice. Boats and we'll start right there. Tom Brady. Bye. Not him. He's on a bye. Uh, he has Keenan Allen, questionable, probably will play, but he is now subtracting Hunter Renfro and Cooper Cup. We already talked about Brees Hall being out. Doesn't look like A.J. Dillon's going to be doing anything, so he's forced to start Kareem Hunt, who's the RB2 on his own team. Kenyon Drake, yeah, he had a good Monday night a few weeks ago, but now with Gus Edwards back, don't really know if I trust him. By the way, Zach Ertz got hurt. Evan Ingram's on a bye, so we got to start. Okinawa? Chig? Who? Who? Oh, oh, no. Don't, don't, do not disrespect Chig Okonkwo like that. <laughs> well, no, no, him, I mean, listen, he was a, he was a preseason uh, darling. Why well, called him Okinawa? <laughs> but yeah, it's Okonkwo. <laughs> ch- 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 I, I, honestly, it just fuels the fire about my hatred towards HHC. Okay. The fact that you just said o- o- Chig Okinawa. <laughs> Japan, no, I got it. Yeah, but Chigo Congo, he's a he's a he's a big, tall, yeah, tight end, end zone target. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he catches a touchdown. And he's going to put up zero points anyway. Boats, <laughs> right now projected one hundred four. That doesn't feel very boatsy. In um, you're banking on guys like Jacoby Myers to have big games, which I can see happening. I think Devontae Smith might have a big game against the Colts. Uh, love Josh Allen now that he's playing in a dome. But at the end of the day, it's it's hard to trust this team moving forward. It's been so up and down with Boats. And I think DMP, it's his time to shine. Back in week two, he beat Boats. And I think he's going for the season sweep, although he's not fully healthy. Tyreek, bye. Mike Evans, bye. Uh, Raheem Mostert, Lenny Fournette, bye-bye. So, again, that's not going to be a fully healthy team. Starting to f- uh, for, forced to start guys like Khalif Raymond, Juwan Johnson, Donovan Peoples-Jones. It's not a healthy DMP just due to buys, but I think he gets it done. Guys like Tony Pollard's got to come up huge. Guys like Devontae Adams got to come up huge. Jimmy G, Jalen Hurts, they have to be the ones to really get yep. this engine going because Boats only start in one quarterback. You can't get outscored by just Josh Allen if you're Jimmy G and Jalen Hurts. So I think those guys have to have big games, and both of which, I don't want to say, they haven't popped. I mean, Jimmy G hasn't thrown a touchdown. Didn't throw a touchdown last week. Uh, Jalen Hurts had a really down game home against the commander. So I think both of these guys come back. Jimmy G gets the Cardinals, though. Right. Mexico City, Monday night. I actually don't know how I feel. I didn't know it was in Mexico City. But either way, he, he, it's a good matchup on paper. High elevation. Uh, <laughs> Jimmy G unleashing it for 80 yards. <laughs> <laughs> I think DMP gets it done. I think it's ugly. I think this one's low scoring. That's why it wasn't the game of the week, which I agree with, because on paper, yes. But again, if you look at the actual matchup, no. DMP finds a way to get it done. 127-116, to 116, low scoring game. I think EP ekes it out and stays ahead of that division.
Yeah, I, I actually don't even think this is close. Uh, I have DMP. You have agreement. Um, he's been putting up 150. But he doesn't have any of his horses. I know, but I, it hit, that is a good enough roster, in my opinion, to be putting up a 135. Easily, and I don't think I don't think Boats has that in the tank this week. So I'm not even gonna do a breakdown. Uh, I think unless Josh Allen puts up 50 points, if he puts up 50 points, different story. I don't think I'm, I'm never gonna guess that that's gonna happen. Um, but Boats is done. I, I'm not saying he's done, but I don't think he gets it done this week given his situation. He's only rolling out one quarterback. There's buys. There's injuries. Whatever you want to call it. DMP 136, Boats 112. Last thing, it could come down to Monday night with both Jimmy G and Elijah Mitchell. I know we didn't touch on Elijah Mitchell. Pretty much split carries with Christian McCaffrey. So this could come I think down. He's gonna need like he's gonna need like eight points. Right. I don't from think, both of them, from like combined. Combined. Yeah. I don't think it, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be a wide margin, but again, if DMP doesn't perform on Sunday, definitely come down to those two guys. EP gets the win though. At least we can all know that EP is like he has to watch the first half of that game, maybe. It, if it, yeah, I'm just saying he could he could have already won. Anyway, DMP <laughs> holding on to the division lead uh, with a big win that potentially puts Boats out of the playoffs. The match of the week for what I think is, and I think I agree with the media on this one because these are two teams who did not get to taste postseason glory last year who are right now very much in the thick of the playoff race. Uh, one, accelerating the rebuild, if you want to do air quotes on that rebuild, but a, a team who was very close to the bottom of the barrel last season, uh, now holding a playoff spot, holding number one wildcard spot, looking to either maintain that grasp or potentially go into there's a world where snake eyes this is snake eyes we're talking about could go into the division lead it could happen with all the re- no he can't no he can't because you're you're two games ahead of him but oh, he, eventually he can. but no but this week he could jump me who he is playing against mm-hmm. uh but two two teams one being iron dome just missing the playoffs the other snake eyes making some trades in the offseason, picking early in the draft, doing a quick rebuild. Uh, a very interesting matchup that I think is going to shape the Israeli division. Look, it's two of the hottest teams in all of corn. You have Iron Dome on a five-game winning streak. You have Snake Eyes. Yes, that Snake Eyes on a three-game winning streak. You mentioned that Snake Eyes could catch you in the division. I think it's doubtful even if he wins because he has to put up what? 85, 90 more points than you. I don't think that that's possible. Anyway, the last three weeks of both these schedules. Next week, Iron Dome, HHC, Nadadi Kangju, then Evil Stevie. Pause your report. What's that? We have breaking news here into the studio. I'm going to take it away here down in Carolina. We're going to get a two box here. Nicholson, take it away. We have just had unprecedented corn activity on the pod uh i received text from one owner in the league letting me know that they have locked themselves out of their apartment and that they will be at my apartment very shortly as i open the mx butterfly app the recording stopped the recording stopped but we let in the owner of the phantoms bradley parrot 
into the recording studio. He was in trade negotiations with an owner that I will not name, but I will know, or I will let you know, that we are privy to the details. We will not share the details, but we are privy to the details of the trade. We thought we may get something, but as of now, the deal is not agreed upon, but it's our first breaking news, Gino, and uh, we won't say that the Phantoms maybe, you know, violated a few times. (laughs) I won't say that there's not antitrust laws going on. (laughs) Yeah. But it was also very, in my opinion, even trade. And I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunate that we can't discuss the unlimited details. It's crazy. Brad just had an NDA in his back pocket. And he's will, like, uh, you guys can't, can't talk about it. <laughs> I will say this, though. Brad did leak this information. Take it for a grain of salt. Russell Wilson might not be as a phantom for any longer. He says, quote, I don't want that trash ass reported by the Phantom. Yeah. Uh, he also told us that he might become a client of Zach Hiller's. <laughs> <laughs> what does he know? Uh, anyway, I believe before we were interrupted, and by the way, uh, a, an official Lee inquiry uh, about the docking of draft picks for the Phantoms. Oh, yeah. Third round pick. Gone. You, <laughs> You can't just you can't just interrupt recording of state media. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. Yeah. So uh, we will be investigating the potential loss of draft picks. Uh, but I believe I had just kicked it over to you. Yep. Uh, we were talking about the uh, matchup of the week. <laughs> Funny enough, he interrupted us during the matchup of the week. Uh, Iron Dome taking on Snake Eyes? Question mark. Yep, two hottest teams in the league, Snake Eyes, going on a three-game winning streak, Iron Dome on a five, so this one did get flexed into that late matchup. If you look at the next three weeks for the Dome, he has to play HHC, Daddy Kong, and Evil Stevie, so that late one might be a layup. Snake you have Eyes too, though. You have Stevie, too. Snake Eyes also has Daddy Kong, Ju, Jural, and Saints, and HHC. So I like get- that. Better for me. Right. So he, he doesn't get the slam dunk win with the Evil Stevie. He played and you two him. have to play each other, which is lovely. Right. He played him in week eight. But both these teams coming in hot. To be honest with you, Dom, I, I like how we've been progressing as a team. I'm going to give this win to Snake Eyes. I'll tell you why. Kirk Cousins. <laughs> you're calling me a hater, and then you're going you're gonna to pick him? I, maybe it's not as egregious, but. Well, no. I mean, I just think, like, without Tua, that hurts you. So now you have to start Marcus I have Mariota. big Mark. Against this is why the Bears, we made this trade. Uh, like Joe Burrow's matchup, that means I like Joe Mixon's matchup. I like DeAndre Swift if he's healthy, but going up against a somewhat good Giants defense, Brandon Ayuk. You know, we talked about the Niners quite a lot in this pod Monday night in Mexico City. Can't really trust Drake London. Can't really trust Amon Ross St. Brown. I know it hurts me to say, and Gerald Everett is a little banged up. I like Snake Eyes' matchups this week. I think Damian Pierce has a nice game. I think Christian McCaffrey has a nice game. Throw in a plus bounce-back game from A.J. Brown and a little Gabe Davis in a dome. Snake Eyes, too, also starting tight end one, Travis Kelsey. I think this one is close. Snake Eyes gets it done late, 132 128, four-point game, matchup of the re- week for a reason. Yeah, uh, I you have to disagree with me. I think I'm going to win this game. Uh, I've put up 192. I put up, I believe, what was it, 163 last week. 
maybe those numbers are going down, but they're still high numbers. And I lose two, but I get back Burrow and Mixon, two very strong players. Uh, I will say this. I don't know for sure who I'm starting in my uh, third wide receiver spot. Uh, Sorry, my fourth wide receiver spot. Right now it's Drake London, but I am considering Josh Palmer and even Claypool in that game against Atlanta, um, depending on news about Keenan. But it shouldn't matter. I am taking Iron Dome 138 to 130 uh, in a close game in in a potential playoff preview. Well, I think the loser of this one really has to think wild card. Uh, the winner of this one. No, nah, actually, I shouldn't say that. I don't that. think that's true. I don't think that's true. But if you lose Dome and I win, now all of a sudden that's a two-game lead, right? So now you, if you play me next week and you beat me, I'm still beating you in the division. I'm just saying. I, I'm just, I, I, yeah, but. I'm just throwing it out there. We'll have the same divisional record. Right. I'm just saying. Throwing it out there. If you don't hold pace. You're still two games back with three to go. Listen, so there's four a, weeks left. Grounds Any a loss is a road bump when you're going for a bye. Yep. It's uh, this is a tough league. Tough league. Um, that's it for the week. I, I, I'm still. I'll be honest with you. The gummy. It, we're we're far deeper into this gummy than we expected to be, and um, we were interrupted. So I'm a little rattled. <laughs> I'm, I'm not gonna lie. Yes. A uh, little rattled, but we're heading into the fade Geno five segment. Uh, just to get you up to speed, I am twelve and six. Gino is nine and nine, so honestly, pretty respectable. Uh, Still first in nine. I'm up money. Gino's not. Still first in nine X. I'm I'm proud of you. Uh, but uh, uh, for the for the purposes of this show, uh, last week we both went one and one. I had the Dolphins minus three and a half. They routed. Uh, Genois had Saints minus one and a half. They lost outright by ten points. Um, the Rams, I hate to admit it, are bad. I had a minus one and a half, and they. Basically, I mean, they got smoked in the battle of the backup quarterbacks, but they basically have to win out. I don't see it happening. And Genoa had the Chargers plus seven. They lost by six, so it's a good point to get there, Gino. Um, week nine, you picked first, so I'll let you go first, even though you didn't earn the right, but you did pick first. Well, they both went one and one for multiple weeks, so we had to switch it No, out. no, I, I held uh, the right. So I took the Bengals <laughs> plus three and a half. I'm sorry, I took the Bears plus three. I like the Bears this week. They're going up against the Falcons. We talked about it, you know, a little bit on our show. I think Justin Fields continues his hot streak with Cole Komet. I think they'll be able to run the ball. Maybe not a Mike Vick-type performance down in the Peach State, but I do think Justin Fields in this offense keeps it rolling. They win 27-24. That's my number one game of the week. Who did I go with? I have Mr. Mr. Unlimited. I'm taking the Broncos minus three. At home against the Raiders. I don't really know why. I just feel like this is the I mean, I do know why. The, the, the Broncos have had unbelievable defense. And what, what was it? If they scored over 18 points in all of their games, they'd be 8-1, I think was the stat that, that I saw. Um, so I think that they're playing a, a pretty bad defense at home, and I think they limit them enough. Maybe like a 24-21 type of win. Limit them enough. So, give me the minus three, even though that would be a push. But uh, You pick again. I do pick again. Because that's how we did it. <laughs> My second pick, I hate. I'm staying in the AFC West. Chiefs, minus five 
on the road against the Chargers. Uh, this is one where I just think they're better. I think they're a touchdown better, but it's a divisional matchup, and the Chargers are kind of desperate. So I don't love it, but Chiefs minus five. Yep, my second I, – I don't love the Chiefs minus five, but my second game is going to be <laughs> the Bengals minus three and a hook. This is a more of a fade on the Steelers for two weeks in a row. Look, I know that they beat the Saints last week, so people might be high on the Steelers, but this is a Bengals team coming off a bye. In the week prior, they shredded the Panthers. Now they go to a divisional foe who they lost on that opening week. That was a very rough loss for Joey B and the Bengals at home, you know, defending Super Bowl. Not Super Bowl runner-up, but, you know, um, AFC Championship. <laughs> and all of a sudden you lose against the Steelers. You're doing great. <laughs> Honestly, all this is a wash because of this. They're gonna want to. They're gonna want to avenge that loss. I think the Bengals win. I think they win handily. Give me thirty-one to twenty Bengals in the fade. Geno five. The only thing that didn't hit last week was Raiders money line. The over hit. The under hit. I'll start with the under. Giants, Lions, cold, windy. November under forty-five and a half. That might be the government handout, and that might be a first down. Randall Cobb. Uh, I. And back off of the Schneid, two overs in a row. I'm going with Vikings and the Cowboys over 47 and a half. Battle the Cowboys on <laughs> series <laughs> going in over here. Uh, but I think this could be a 28-21 type of game. It could be far higher scoring if things work out the right way. That is the over. We did lose the money line last week, but I think this one is a lock. Not a lock. Certainly nothing in the NFL is a lock. We are taking the Patriots at home against the Jets. Both teams coming off a bye. Both teams need the win. We just like better coach at home. That's what we like. Going to be cold. Going to be cold. Under. Like it a lot. I'm going to say 23-17. Yep. And that will pay plus 478. Can't lose. Can't lose. Hey, that's a pod. I mean, I don't think you guys really get to – you can't experience this. You're not in the room right now. But that like, was a crazy. We're, we're battling adversity right now to, to <laughs> we finish had, this. We had a 30 minute stop. We had yeah, a 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes deeper into like an edible that we, yeah. <laughs> that we are. Not <laughs> plenty of Seven forty five, day fifteen, and then we resumed it. That was that was some, you know. But hey, I think everyone knows. Um, this is how we sign off every week. God bless. Go, go get that corn. Go Isles.